Hi, my name is Rose Quizan Villazor. I am the interim co-dean of Rutgers Law School in Newark, and this is the Power of Attorney. Joining me today is Cliff Dawkins, who is the assistant dean of the Minority Student Program here at Rutgers Law School in Newark. Hi, Cliff. <laughs> Hi, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, we like to start this uh, podcast by talking about your background. And so here's the question. Tell me your origin story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough question. I, I like to say I'm, I'm a pretty simple guy, uh, but, but the, uh, the story is, is kind of complex. Um, the, the short of it is, um, as a kid, I kind of bounced between the United States uh, and Jamaica, where, where my family's originally from. Um, and so it, it made for, um, an interesting upbringing because my worldview was shaped by that experience. Right. So, um, to kind of get more into the weeds on that, my, um, mother came to the States, uh, around the time that I was born. So it's 1987. Um, I'm dating myself. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm older than that, just so no, you know, I and I you. won't date myself. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so at the time that that happened, uh, it, w- it was kind of a common practice to send your kids back to live with your parents as you, you get yourself established. Um, and that was my experience. So I, I lived with my uh, grandmother, who, uh, by the way, her name is Rose, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, until I, I was about three years old. Um, and, um, you know, then my mother uh, came back and, and brought us, my older brother and I, uh, to the States um, a short time uh, thereafter, unfortunately, we, we lost her uh, to an accident. Um, and um, that kind of, you know, my, my sister was born just before that. I mean, that kind of uh, had a spiral uh, a bit. Um, my younger sister and I uh, went back uh, to Jamaica um, and grew up there for uh, some time. Um, and then eventually we made our way uh, back to the United States. Um, and... Um, some things happened uh, that ultimately uh, landed us in the um, foster care system. Um, so we, we spent, that was actually the first time uh, my, my sister and I were split. Um, she was taken in by uh, a family and um, I was in uh, kind of the foster care system for some time um, with different families until a, a family took me in. Um, and we kind of, we kind of, we stayed in touch, of course, me, me and my little sister, I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> um, that's, that's kind of my, my best friend for life before we had hashtags, right? And that's my BFFL. Um, and, and ultimately we, we, um, made our way back to, together, um, her, her family, uh, took us, uh, in, um, and, um, and that's where I stayed until, uh, eventually was, uh, court emancipated. Um, got an apartment <laughs> and worked from uh, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Uh, in a bakery, um, paid for my college applications for rent, et cetera, et cetera, um, and, uh, and, and made my way uh, to college. Uh, so I, I know I skipped quite a lot uh, in there, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's the short of it. Thank you for sharing your your story. Yeah. Your um, you've raised a lot of um, issues that I'd love to, if it's okay, Absolutely. I'd like to be able to explore because I think uh, your life story is 
Um, it's, it has some themes so that relate to many of our students. I certainly understand um, what you meant by being raised by family members who are not your parents. Right. Uh, it's a, one of the immigrant stories that I have yeah. that I'm familiar with, with aunts and um, uncles raising my, my brothers and I while my parents were away in another country to make money and be able to support us. So I hear that, and um, that's a, an important part of who you are, right? Yeah. Being able to, to uh, the, part of the migration story of and. and connecting with family members. So it's a, it sounds like you have a broader understanding of, of family too, family connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that we, uh, my sister and I joke and, and talk about it in this way. We say, uh, folks used to say to us a lot, blood is thicker than water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we will respond, uh, but, but water keeps us alive. Yeah. Right? No, that's true. So, yeah. Well, and then when you went through the foster care system, then there are, there are different times also of, um, of making connections yes. and, and having chosen family and families choosing yes. you. Yes. And so um, there, there's a lot there that I, I think shows um, resilience, vulnerability mm. that um, shaped who you are as Absolutely. a person. And um, I, I feel that I'm getting to know you better just now yeah, and understanding, absolutely. okay, so that's, you know, I, I can yes. see why you're, you know, as the current dean of the Minority Student Program, you bring to the table this life experience that, absolutely. in my view, connects well with our students. Um, so I'd like to explore that further, but before sure. we get there, if it's okay, sure. I'd, like, I want to kind of um, continue exploring this background story. You, you, you then said that you went to, um, you, you, you worked in mm-hmm. a bakery. Mm-hmm. From, so when did you sleep then? From <laughs> 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning? Yes, yes. And this was, so, so th- this is high school, right? Okay, yeah, um, I was going to say, so this was in high school. This is high school, All right. yeah. And, um, you know, high school was, we, we kind of, what you see in movies, that was kind of my experience, right? Mm. So I, I played three sports. Uh, I was the team captain of, of the three sports, football, wrestling, and track. Oh my goodness. <laughs> was student government president, right? Um, you know, did Special Olympics, Key Club, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then worked. And, and really, I think what drove a lot of that was um, a sense of, a sense of feeling like I was, it's, this is all kind of borrowed time. Right. That, that's, that's just how I felt about it. Um, and I would work really hard to find a way kind of where I grew up in one of those majority minority communities. Um, and it was a very immigrant uh, community, uh, Dover, New Jersey. You got to shout them out. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. Dover, <laughs> New Jersey. Yes. Um, and that in, in that community, there's a sense of like deep pride. Right. In, in um, our diversity. Um in the celebration of our, our that, that we come from very different countries and very different backgrounds, but have a very common goal of wanting to achieve the American dream. Um, and so that kind of makes you dislike your environment enough to want to get out, <laughs> but love it enough to want to come back home and give back. Right. Um, and in um, high school was that for me. So I I'd spent a lot of my time um, trying to build community, um, trying to, navigate the different kind of cultural enclaves that happen naturally when you're when you're in such a diverse community um and in in really trying to um bring positive energy uh to to our space right because we're nestled in a pretty affluent 
county, right, uh, to be a majority minority community. Um, and so that creates all kinds of dichotomies, relationships, um, uh, tension sometimes, right? Um, uh, but it taught me also how to be diplomatic, right? Um, how to see from the other person's uh, perspective, um, how to give respect and nuance uh, to the lived experiences of folks who are from different backgrounds, right? Um, and uh, I think that was of, of great benefit to me um, in navigating high school itself, that, that process itself, um, and then making my way uh, to, to um, college. But I will say, Rose, I got into a lot of trouble. This is going to be honest, right? So I got good grades always, uh -huh. right? Um, which is a blessing. Um, uh, but I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I knew every uh, principal um, from junior high all the way through high school uh, because uh, that, that was my second homeroom. <laughs> right? so. Well, um, you've done well for yourself. I <laughs> appreciate it. All, all the, the work that you did in high school um, and working in the middle of the night and being involved in those uh, different sports um, and other organizations. Um, tell me about um, college. You went to Cornell after high school. What I was did. it like? at Cornell for you? It, very different. Um, the culture shock, I think, is a, the best way to kind of describe that um, early experience. Um, but, but then I totally fell in love. I, um, I was one of those kids that folks probably thought to themselves, Cornell, this guy, right? <laughs> um, um, and um, yeah, I, I had the experience of actually being told, uh, you know, that you're probably not going to get into a school like that. Um, and, and applied by hand, hammer and chisel, right? Hmm. I wrote out my application, mailed it, sealed the envelope, right? Um, now you're really dating yourself, I you know, know right? because <laughs> these days it's all by email. Right, <laughs> right. I'm, I went old uh, Pony Express on this one <laughs> and, um, and and ultimately got, got the nod. I went up for an interview in advance. I, I was so uh, fortunate, uh, you know, to have folks around me that um, – that drove me up uh, so that I could have that interview. Um, and um, and I think that ultimately is what got me in uh, to, to the institution. Um, and then and then I got there and my focus was, okay, I, I want to study business undergrad. Um, organizational management, communications and law was my concentration. Um, and my minor uh, was in Africana studies. Um, and um, I knew that I wanted to go to school and to learn business so that I could bring more economic opportunities back home, right? That was my idea, uh, in part informed by uh, the time that I spent with the Urban League's Youth uh, Development Program, uh, which, you know, it's an economic justice outfit, right? That's what they do. Um, and uh, they well indoctrinated me. Right? <laughs> um, uh, so I, I got to Cornell and I kind of just hit the ground running. I got involved. Um, early, um, my, my brother at the time had given me sage advice and he said, um, and by the way, Rutgers was at the top of my list <laughs> you know, for undergrad. Um, but, but he said to me, um, you know, you, um, you're going to work hard, you know, for, for the next four years, probably harder than if you stay home and go to school. Um, but you know, you're going to set yourself up for the best rest of life. Right. So, you know, sacrifice a little bit now so that you'll have, uh, you know, a, a better go later on. Um, and it, it stuck with me, and, and that's how I ended up uh, at Cornell. 
All right. So uh, continuing on, then, so Cornell, then mm-hmm. after that, you weren't done. No. You know, you said, I'm just going to keep going. Yes. So yes. Uh, what'd you do next? So a- after uh, Cornell, uh, I started to recognize in the work that it was kind of just... We were granular in terms of being able to make impact, right? One one business at a time, one client at a time, and, you know. Uh, but I wanted to make broader impact, so I started looking at policy school, um, and ended up uh, applying and, and getting accepted to Rutgers um, Edward J. Blaustein School for Planning and Public Policy. Got to shout them out too. Right? <laughs> um, and at, at the Blaustein School, it was really a familial environment, uh, you know, for me. Um, I had phenomenal professors, um, you know, Professor Coleman, uh, Professor Jaffe, um, uh, Linda Stamato, just just phenomenal professors that um, kind of invested in me. Right. Uh, Professor Rogers, I, I would be remiss. Right. Um, and through their investment and, and uh, through um, the uh, Eagleton uh, Fellowship um I kind of started thinking more deeply about what's next and being the glutton for punishment uh, than I am. Um, law school kind of uh, came into view. Um, I think a good a mutual friend of ours, uh, Guillermo Artilis, uh, was he was in at the law school at the time. He was the SBA president. Um, and we were in Eagleton together. Um, him and, and another gentleman, Andrew Kunka. Um, and they kind of pulled me aside and said, hey, I know you're thinking about law school, I must have said it at some point. And, uh, and they said, um, we really want you to consider, you know, keeping it in the Rutgers family. And, um, and they were the ones who actually introduced me to the minority student program. That's so great. I, I appreciate the theme of family here, again, that stems from when, from when you were a, a young age. So now it's the, the Rutgers family. Absolutely. From Eagleton and then bringing you to the law school um, through the minority student program. Absolutely. And, and now you're back. You're here as the dean. Yeah. Let's talk about what it was like for you to be here. So just yeah. similar to when you were in high school, you yeah. were a star student yeah. at Rutgers Law School. You were the SBA president. Yeah, yeah. You were the commencement speaker at yes. graduation. Yeah. Yeah. That's those are two important achievements. I mean, there's so much work uh, goes behind the scenes in being the SBA president in addressing questions of curriculum, student concerns, and bringing those issues to the faculty, to the administration. Um, there's a lot of faith at, um, put into the S- the role of the SBA president, and so, and I mean that now as a as an administrator, yeah. I've worked closely with SBA presidents. Yeah. It's a really important role, and so I thank you for for doing that work. Um, what was it like for you to be at Rutgers Law School as a student? I loved it. I love it. Um, Rutgers Law School happened at a time in my life where there were just so many milestones. But just top of mind, my son was born 2L, oh. right, while I was serving as SBA president, right? Um, and if it weren't for the kind of love and positivity uh, that was happening in the community at that time, I don't know that I would survive that moment. That was, uh, that's a lot, right? Law school and a newborn. Um, and my better half was also in grad school uh, at the time. Um, but I, we, we just had great supports in, in uh, faculty, staff, and administrators, and my peers were, were very supportive. Um, we accomplished a lot. Uh, the, the SBA president thing was contentious, <laughs> I'll say that. Um, I won that as a 1L, 
<laughs> which is rare, right? And certainly... When did you run? So you came in in the fall. Yeah. And then they had SBA elections that, that spring. Oh, that spring. Yeah, that spring. Impressive. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't here then. What year are we talking about? This um, this is 2013. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we were in this building yes. already. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it... it SBA was operating well for, for uh, you know, a good while. Um, and I think we just had some ambitions, a small group, a small cobble of, of peers, uh, and I just had ambitions to formalize it a little bit more, build it out a little bit more, focus in on, you know, community relationships and and, uh, and so forth, and make sure that we're meeting the needs, right, of, of the student body. We had Superstorm Sandy, uh, and that really um, pushed us, it tested us, um, it helped us to build bonds. Uh, we were forced to be more than superficially um, aligned with each other, right? Uh, we had uh, peers that stayed with us for weeks at a time because their apartments didn't have power, right? Or good running water or what was whatever, you know, uh, were the results of, of Superstorm Standy at the time. Um, and uh, we came together and we created a food drive and, you know, and, and made sure that, you know, folks had stuff to eat and a place to go uh, and, and could get those things, um, you know, maintaining their dignity, right? It's hard to ask, right? And we knew that. Um, when uh, Colorado was hit with a similar storm, we, we reached out to them and uh, we did a fundraiser and, and said, hey, look, it, we just had Sandy. We know what you're going through, right? And we know how disruptive this can be to your legal learning process. Um, so we fundraised, and uh, then uh, Dean Chen uh, helped us to bridge the gap and make the connection and and, uh, and, and send our support. Um, we did mentorship programs. We did um, um, pen pal programs with, with young students uh, in elementary school and told them, hey, come to Rutgers, right? Um, um, and sent them swag, you know, from the school store. Um we created a service initiative, and uh, we set a goal of like 300 service hours, and ended up hit, hitting double that, right? Um, and it, those were the kind of initiatives uh, that we had in mind, and it was an enterprising group. As a matter of fact, uh, the undergraduate newspaper wrote a story, and the title of it was "The Return of the People's Electric Law School," <laughs> um, and, and we were so flattered, right? Uh, that that's very meaningful. Uh, uh, to us because we all kind of look to that era for inspiration. Um, and I think it's a big draw, all right, to both MSP and, and to Rutgers Law. Okay, well, and, and I, I appreciate hearing all about those initiatives you did as SBA president. Right. Um, while you're also part of our historic minority student program, and you had mentioned that this is a reason why you came to Rutgers Law School. Tell me a little bit more about that. What is it about MSP that appealed to you as a student? Absolutely. I, MSP was probably the top draw for why I came to Rutgers Law. And um, for a couple of reasons. One, um, the folks that I met that I talked about a little bit earlier, Andy and, and, uh, and Guillermo, um, they were in MSP. Right. So they, so they would tell me about uh, the program um, and they would talk about it in terms of family. So, you know, that's, you know, for someone like me, that's that's a yeah. selling point. Right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a big selling point. Um, and I went to an open house um, that was hosted by um, then Dean Yvette uh, Bravo Weber, uh, my dean right, uh, for MSP. And I was actually surprised by how true the statements were about the program. It was super familial, 
right? Um, you could tell, I mean, the, just the way, the way that Dean Bravo Weber would talk uh, to her students, right? Um, you could tell that there was a genuine care there, right? There was like a genuine, um, you know, dare I say love right there. Um, and I immediately just seeing them interact with each other, not, not even, you know, me interacting with, with the Dean herself, um, which we, you know, we became close when I became a student. Um, just seeing how everyone interacted with each other and how she interacted with them inspired me to be a part of it. I wanted to be a part of that. Um, and then I started to look into the history of the program. Um, and that really inspired me, right? Um, how it was, how it was begun, um, for what purpose it was begun. Uh, incredible figures like Arthur Kanoy and Al Slocum um, and, and the careers that they were able to forge. And, and of course, the graduates of the program, uh, some of whom I had worked for in the past, including, um, you know, Senator uh, Bob Menendez, uh, who I interned for um, in, when I was an undergrad. Um, that really piqued my interest, right? Um, and put Rutgers above, you know, all of the other schools, uh, frankly. Um, that I applied to and was accepted to. MSP is indeed uh, one of the, uh, what is so special, one of the reasons why Rutgers Law School is so special. And here in Newark, we've had this program for over 50 years. Camden's uh, program is um, about five years old, and, and so we it's been great to be able to develop the MSP program in Camden. Here in Newark, it began, as you said, um, um, in, in a way that was designed to help diversify the legal profession in order to, particularly for black um, attorneys at that time, when the, legal, the bar was, um, uh, was closed off to, to African-American lawyers and other people of color. And so MSP was designed to break that barrier and did, and then got expanded to also include other people of color and other groups who, are, who face disadvantages um, in their life. Correct. Now that you are the dean of MSP, mm -hmm. you get to shape the program in ways that you want mm -hmm. um, with the support of faculty and administration and students. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to take on this role? I mean, you we've skipped over your, your years of practice, but right. I, at this point, I want to explore the desire to, be, to continue the family mm -hmm. theme and be part of the MSP uh, family. Absolutely. I, th I, think, I think there's two sides to it. Uh, the one side is what, what personally I hope to accomplish, you know, um, my life's work, so to speak. Um, but the other side, I think, is a bit more personal, and, and it's that, you know, it goes back to my mother, right? My, my mother lived a life of service, right? That, and I remember her bringing me to work. My mother worked in a retired fireman's home uh, in Booton, New Jersey, um, and she used to bring me to work, um, and I would interact with these, you know, um, just accomplished public servants, right? Um, and... It, it made very clear for me, you know, even, you know, when she passed, the, the, the community that came out um, and talked about her and, and talked about, uh, you know, the amazing ways that she, she helped to perpetuate community and love in the community, um, that set the foundation for how I look at the world and look at family and look at uh, the expanded idea of what family is. And MSP 
Um, and the ability to shape this program in part is, you know, an extension of what I believe is, is my mother's legacy of service, right? A life of living a life of service. That's what piqued my interest in applying for the role, right? Uh, the opportunity to help the next generation of, um, you know, lawyers coming out of Rutgers Law generally and people's electric lawyers, right? Um, uh, to shape their careers, right? Anchored uh, in, in notions of community and love, right? Um, but also, you know, to um, play a part uh, on the more professional end, uh, to, to play a part in moving that needle, right? Uh, in the direction of diversifying uh, the profession, right? Because we know the benefits of diversity, right? We, 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 I don't think we want to go too deep into that, um, you know, for this talk. Um, but it's um, it's one of those things that everyone can play a role in, uh, but but this role in particular gets you on the ground floor, right, into the trenches, right? Um, and um, you mentioned internal uh, supports and faculty and administrative supports. Um, and we also have external stakeholders, you know, that we work closely with, um, all that help to, to, to shape the program. Um, but to answer more directly as to why, um, to, to me, it's going to sound a little bit hokey, but, but to me, it's, um, it's a labor of love. It's tough work. It is tough work. <laughs> Let me double down on that. Um, but um, I really, I've seen the benefits of the program in my life. I've seen the benefits of the program in the lives of my peers and cohort. Um, I've had the great fortune of meeting and speaking and networking with uh, past, you know, cohorts, uh, like large groups of individuals that have uh, graduated from the MSP program and, and they've talked about um, the benefits of the program on their, you know, professional trajectories and personal lives. The opportunity to play that role, to help others in that way, to make a meaningful and lasting impact, that's why I'm in the game. That's, that's why I decided to, to apply for this role. And I'm glad that you did. And here you are, more than six months later, running the show. Um, if you can describe to a, a, um, a student who's interested in applying to law school and then also, because we know MSP is a post-admissions program, if you were to talk to a student who has already been admitted to Rutgers Law School, why they should apply to your program, what are the three main things that you will highlight for them as to why they should do so? That's a great question. You got me on the three main things. All right, great. <laughs> All right, I'd say the first thing is um, a lot of folks that come to law school, um, particularly folks of color that come to law school, are first generation, right? Either first generation college, first generation lawyer, right? Um, part of, so this is number one. Part of what makes MSP beneficial is access to other first generation folks, right? Uh, so that there's built in support. Uh, the second thing that makes uh, MSP particularly special is uh, part of what makes you successful in the law is confidence, right? And a lot of people uh, get their confidence from, you know, who they are, right? I, who the, how they identify. Um, and a lot of identification sometimes comes from the family you belong to, right? Um, MSP is a family, right? And so we say this is a family thing. And we want you to have confidence in knowing that you have a family behind you to support you, right? Um, that will dream with you, but not just dream, that will work with you to achieve those dreams, right? Um, so, so that's number two, right? So it's your peers, yes, but then it's this whole expansive network of practicing professionals, right, um, that are ready and willing to help you out when, when you're ready to make your career moves. 
Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is, you know, if if there are any concerns around, because, you know, a lot of times um, we're coming from um, underperforming schools initially, right? So there's a little bit of catch up that has to happen. Um, if there are any concerns in that way, MSP is very intent, right, on providing support services, right, supplemental services that'll help get you up to speed and then get you beyond, right? Uh, so, so you can go ahead and, and, and gun for the curve if that's your, if that's what's uh, in your heart, right? Um, the point is, you know, you you meet the same base criteria anyone who comes to Rutgers Law and gets admitted meets, right? But you may have different challenges. Right. Um, so we're here to work with you on overcoming all of those challenges. Right. So you can thrive. Right. It's not about surviving law school. It's about making the most of your time while you're here. It's about thriving. Absolutely. And being part of a family, of a network of people within the law school, but then also outside. Absolutely. More than 50 years of people who have been part of this program who are committed to helping the um, students succeed, yes. get jobs, do well in law school. And, and so it, it is such an incredible program that, and we're lucky, we're lucky that you're here leading Thank this you. organization or this program. I recall your dream party mm -hmm. during orientation yes. and you asked a question. You, um, ask, you ask the students to dream, to imagine where they are in a few years. Now. Was it five years? Yes. Okay. Where do you see yourself in five years? That's a great question. I um, I hope, I hope to be making this kind of impact in five years, right? I, I hope to be, um, well, first of all, I hope I hope to be seen in five years. That's right. That's that's important. <laughs> I want to be around, but but I, but I hope that by that time we've made enough of um, a difference, enough of a, a, an impact um, that there are just gobs of folks out there who see the world in this way, right? Who who approach their legal careers um, with love in their hearts and certainly wanting to advocate for the people, um, you know, that, that they serve. Um, but but that see diplomacy and, and peace as worthwhile efforts, right? As worthwhile goals. Um, that see the power uh, in their voices um, and, and um, that see the... Um, the import uh, of touching hearts as much as we move institutions, right? Um, I know that's not like a super concrete answer, but but I certainly hope uh, to to make you know all of the past deans of this MSB program, you rose right, um, in in our entire Rutgers Law community proud in that time. Well, we are extremely proud and happy that you're here with us. Thank you again for joining us this morning. Thank you. The power of attorneys produced by Rutgers Law School. With two locations minutes from Philadelphia and New York City, Rutgers Law offers the prestige and reputation of a large nationally known university with a personal small campus experience. Learn more by visiting law.rutgers.edu.